0: It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. My name is Haima Black. You can find this podcast every week, at least once a week, at chicagoverseunited.com, featuring interviews with the premier nightlife talent in the Chicago music community. This week, in the studio with Michael Wing and Louis Ka of Midnight Conspiracy and Members Only AV. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty well. It's going good. So you guys, you're doing Members Only AV, which is a lot of event production, If I'm not mistaken, you also have the blog and then you're doing Midnight Conspiracy, which is kind of the name of the DJ uh, outfit that you
1: guys do. Right. Is that the kind of separation between those? Yeah. Well, I think the members only AV is now going more into just being the music blog and then the events will just be like whatever the name of the event is coming up in the future. But you guys DJ under the name Midnight Conspiracy. Yeah. Midnight Conspiracy is definitely the DJ name now. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of confusion going on between this
2: members-only AV and Midnight Conspiracy. So I almost feel like just to like start limiting
1: the use of members-only AV and just keep it as a vlog. Yeah, I think a lot of people still try to think of us as members-only AV as DJs. Yeah, I get then... told
2: all the time, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I tell everyone, basically when you see Michael and Lewis DJing, that's members-only AV. And when you see Graham in there, that's Midnight Conspiracy. But that's not true. <laughs> I sh- I probably shouldn't even say that because people are going to hear that and start... Say it the more, yeah. but no, like that is not the case.
1: Any configuration of us is Midnight Conspiracy. Yeah. Any two of us, basically, D Jane out of the three of us, is Midnight Conspiracy. Yeah. You know, and I've known Michael a long time, and I've
0: known I've known Lewis, but Michael, I've kind of known in a better or like a closer quality. I mean, Michael's always you've always had like a million names for your different this projects. <laughs> uh, Print my life, and what were some of the other ones? Zoku, Zoku, that was like during the Woodfield days. Yeah. Yeah. And Rabbit came up with Screen Print My Life. Yep, In one of her infinite rabbinisms. So cool. So you guys, very, very busy, though, these days. You guys have a lot going on, no matter what kind of title you're operating under. You just spent March at South by Southwest, where I saw you guys. And then right after that, you went straight to Winter Music, which is pretty insane, because by the end of South by, I was dead. So you guys just kept going. How was, how was March, or how were those two different
1: music showcases for you? And we definitely got to see a lot of -of out-of-town acts at both of them, which is pretty amazing. Especially, I think, Winter Music Conference more from, like, the DJ perspective. Just the DJs down there are amazing in comparison to, like, I don't know, it really makes you want to up your game. And when you compare yourself to other Chicago DJs, you're like, oh, yeah, we're doing really good. And then you go to somewhere like Winter Music Conference where there's all these international DJs and just kind of taken back and blown away by how much... What they're doing, I don't know, so much better. How innovative it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, how innovative and gotta step up the game, I guess.
2: I thought it was cool how we're able to do both of them back to back because they are completely different. Yeah. Like where I, I at South by Southwest is just like dirty indie rock hipster land where mm-hmm. I walked around and felt like my jeans weren't tight enough. And then you go to Miami and it's like completely uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at Hardy Central. At <laughs> Central. Yeah. It's like, whoa. I just and they're imagine. all like rocking the same, similar types of music. And it's like, all right, if you guys are down with the music, that's cool. Yeah. And everybody's fucking wearing Axe, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It smells of it. Grease in the hair, <laughs> clean so, shirt, clean cut. It's like Jersey Shore. Yeah. yeah.
1: These guys are huge down there. That's so funny. Massive. More breast implants, I think, in Miami breast than implants, anywhere.
2: <laughs> totally buff dudes. But then you see like all these guys who you might categorize as... Douchebags, but you <laughs> right. see them at the party and they're just like so into the music. It's like much more so than
0: I almost feel like at like a dirty hipster party almost. It's, it's strange. You know, obviously, you DJed both of those. Were you doing the same kind of set? Were you altering it kind of for the different crowds or do people respond differently? It's absolutely different. Yeah. yeah I mean,
1: we were playing the same music i th- for the most part, though. But I mean, at both of them, we weren't playing like craziest, biggest showcases, but um, I think a lot of like people watching and things like that going on. But our sets were relatively similar at both. I
2: mean, well, I, I guess we, we geared, like, um, the Miami set more to, like, something... It's kind of like in Chicago, where we're actually starting a night at Spy Bar, which is a downtown club. Mm-hmm. And then we have, like, our indie indie rock nights around the city. And the music will be different at both places. And I kind of feel like South By and Winter Music Conference were kind of that dichotomy there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because they are different crowds, and I would imagine when her Music is more that downtown yeah. spy bar kind it's of. it's like, you know, a nice, deeper set. What, like, what was, what did you take away from it? Did you, like, leave and you're like, oh, man, that's, that's the fucking thing we got to do next? Or was there anything, like, inspiring or anything like that? Throw a Chicago beach party. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's what we need. Over at Castaways. Yeah, Castaways. Because <laughs> that's not cheesy at all. Yeah. So... You guys have a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, this Saturday, April third, you're doing an event called Die Tonight. That's kind of the most immediate thing, and that's um at the new Beauty Bar, yeah, right? It's
1: our new monthly first Saturdays at Beauty Bar.
0: You know, when I'm looking at that, it says Ladytron. Does that mean a live set from Ladytron, a DJ set, or kind of like what are you looking at? This is a Ladytron DJ set. For- okay this one but supposedly the venue can do live sets also but... well i know they had one there on the opening night but it doesn't really have the same kind of like stage setup that like sonotech had it's definitely a different kind of have you guys been there yet i have not been there yet no yeah. it's we're a... just we're just going to dive head first they're <laughs> just going to yeah. show up and host a party exactly yeah. it's a different kind of venue you know and I'm, it's not like a bad one i'm not putting it down i i dug it but um it's just different like if you walk in and expect sonotech it's not sonotech which um, is Dark... kind of a bummer. I, I love but... I Dude, yeah. We went to a million good parties yeah. at Sonatech. Darkwave Disco, when it was a monthly... Speaking of Darkwave, they are playing... April third or this Saturday with you guys, right?
1: Yeah, they're residents on the night as well. Nice. With us. So they'll be yeah. So it's gonna be every first Saturday of the month, and it's gonna be us and Dark Wave plus a special out of town guest each month. Wow. Yeah. So come early, get some manicures.
0: Yeah. So that's gonna be happening um, Friday, April 9th, Dan Black happening at Shoe Buzz, and then also you guys and Dan Black at the Art Institute, right?
2: Correct. We're actually going to be giving away some tickets to the after dark event this Saturday. Because mm-hmm. we, we decided to throw in a just like kind of a club kids party monster theme to this Saturday. Right. So we're just encouraging everyone to basically dress crazy, get in a costume, do something outrageous. Whoever has the most outrageous outfit will be giving tickets away to, both to the, the show. Them, yep. Yeah.
0: Now the um explain to me how this works. Is it Shuba's and then Art Institute, or is it Art Institute earlier and then Shuba's or like It's Art Institute first, then okay. Shuba's and then actually Let's
2: see, he was telling me about it today. If you buy tickets to the Shuba Show, which is really cheap, you can also get in for free at the Art Institute, which is a $25 ticket. But I think the Shuba wow. Show is probably only
1: like 5 bucks 10 bucks or something like that. It'll probably be sold out, so get on that.
0: That's a huge deal. And you know what? I listen to so much local music, I didn't get to that damn Black record until recently. I just kind of stumbled upon it, man. It's so good. I can't turn it off. And I know I'm really late on that, but it's really, really good. So that's going to be a great show, I think. Looking forward to it. And... What's happening at our Art Institute? Is Dan Black doing a set there? Is he DJing? You guys DJing? Like He's doing a DJ set. Okay.
2: Um, I mean, we're the resident DJs for After Dark, which right. is four times a year during the winter. And then he'll be doing a live set at Shubas.
0: That's going to be a great event. You guys are at Abbey Pub, uh, April 17th. What's going on there? I think that got moved. You know, April 19th, again, kind of doing the indie rock thing, like the Dan Black thing. The XX After Party happening at Beauty Bar Correct. as well. So so you guys are all over. I mean, you just came back from South by in Winter Music. And when I went to your MySpace today to kind of pull the information, you know, to talk to you guys, it's like it looks like a band's tour itinerary, but it's all in Chicago almost. And it's just like every single week you guys are out there. So, I mm. mean, are these gigs just are people just flocking to you guys like play our party do this or kind of how is this all coming
1: together i mean a lot of them are people we've known for a while asking us to play with them um, especially when it's stuff like the art institute which is a great event things like that it is um we definitely want to be on it. We have been trying to cut back a little bit on our Chicago's. We've been turning down a lot of stuff actually lately in an effort to play more out of Chicago and somewhat start touring a little
2: bit. Yeah, I don't know how to make that transition because I'm, I'm looking at our, our calendar for next month. And it's, like, it's already pretty full. It's, like, yeah. at some point, we're going to have to just, like, cut wipe off. this... Yeah, cut
1: everything off and then try and do it. twice. Yeah, like, this Friday, we're going to Bloomington, Indiana. And then we're supposed to go down to U of I for a show, but we can't even lock in a date because we're just booked so much in Chicago. We got to, like... Yeah. I don't know. Cause...
2: We have to go to Indiana on Friday and then come back
1: on Saturday here to
0: the beauty bar thing you know and it's it's not the worst problem in the world to have being like super overbooked to be in demand i mean that's uh i mean that's how long have you guys been doing the dj thing right now because i know michael you've been doing screen printing you've been around the event scene for a long time but when did the the dj thing with the two of you kind of
1: first take uh, i would forth? say got interested in it around last new year's is when we kind of started really getting into DJing more. Was that the Justice Show? That was the Justice Show. I mean, that was a life changer. That was a huge show. So I think with that is what really pushed us into doing more DJ gigs after that.
2: Yeah, I think, like, before that, we were doing parties and DJing and... You know, nothing really took off. Like, I have been just DJing for years, just a lot of it in the bedroom, but it wasn't until that Justice Party until we started really getting a lot of gigs in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a huge New Year's Eve party that was kind of one of those once in a lifetime things. Yeah. Like, there's other New Year's Eve parties, but it's maybe just some dudes I mean, I don't even know, Sound Attack or something, you know, it's not like, that showed everybody. It demolished. Yeah, it was cool. Doing the DJ thing, and you guys have been doing this a while, are there too many DJs in chicago or just in general right now i mean lewis we were kind of talking about some (laughs) of this stuff before the interview but you know does it does it help or does it hurt with how many people there are now
2: i feel like yes and no i feel like there are too many djs but at the same time when we're trying to think of who the worthwhile djs are the list gets really small
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i'm not going to ask you to like name names who's quality and who's not but yeah i mean obviously It's not that everybody can be good. I kind of look at it like the blogging thing, where for a while, if you weren't a journalist who wrote for maybe like the Tribune or the Sun-Times, you didn't necessarily like have a voice, or maybe you wrote for like the Reader or New City. And now there's a lot of people who have blogs, but I think it also adds a lot of content. There's a lot of blogs where maybe those people wouldn't have had a voice if they didn't have that avenue, you know, if blogging wasn't a thing. So I just always wonder if with DJing, if it's gonna lead to the next Flostradamus, or the next Tommy Sunshine, or if it's just like 100
1: kids with laptops. <laughs> it's a lot of kids with laptops. <laughs> Us included. Us included, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the good side of it is definitely that these kids are out there trying to listen to new music. Right. The bad, the downfall of it though is that being that everyone's a DJ, now everyone has a night and it's hurting the good electro nights or everyone wants to play kind of the same type of music and it's really saturating the market with the same kind of party. It's over and over, and there's a few parties out there that are just, you know, really good, and it kind of started the trend, and then a lot of parties kind of just ripping kind of on those parties and trying to pull, like, their steam in a way. When I think about parties that kind of started the wave of events that are
0: happening now and I mean you could obviously trace it back to like Wax Tracks events or early house music parties in Chicago because the city obviously has that history but when I look at kind of the parties that are happening right now I think about Retro Trash, Electro Clash the old parties metro. that Pierre used to throw in yeah. Metro and I look at that as the framework for a lot of what's happened since and I'm not necessarily putting things down but um, some of these parties that kickstarted this movement were just so huge. I mean you had like Peaches you know with billy corgan playing guitar on stage yeah. at these retro trash parties and that's just insane i don't know if that would happen
1: at the parties that happen now i, think yeah. there's, I mean there's there are like certain parties out there that are huge but yeah at the same time i don't think you can really compare to like those original parties that were just a little more outrageous than the current ones
0: and it was just new
1: you yeah. know. and it was, it was new back then it was more
0: exciting because it was new and maybe i was also younger back then yeah, yeah. i don't know what prompted people to
2: like dress crazy and outrageous back then like those electro clash retro trash parties
0: like it was nuts I think Pierre you know Pierre yeah. from Medusa Circle the really DJ and organizer. The yeah he just he was like a big personality and when you went into Medusa Circle even yeah. if you were just asking for directions you'd come out with like a peaches t-shirt or something like that you know yeah. it had its impact on you yeah. I think it helped that he had a store it wasn't just internet presence in fact it wasn't much internet presence at all it was actually real world presence actually interacting with people in the uh, in real life yeah, I think to bring
1: it back to Like more street teaming type stuff and being out there with people and meeting them.
0: Does the online side of things, you know, all the Facebook promoters, does that kind of take away from the actual real experience? Because I know with like, if you look at local bands, even when I was a teenager, I would leave shows at the Metro. Like I'd leave like a Local 8 show and Kilhanna were out there with their CDs or flyers or whatever passing stuff out. And these people who give Kilhanna shit, I like Kilhanna, but what I think you can't take away from them is their work ethic and the fact that they were out there actually meeting people. Even after the internet, they were still out. Out there actually meeting their fans and communicating with them, which I think is one of those things that makes a huge difference with people.
2: Yeah, I feel like these days a lot of the interactions that have replaced that are like over the internet. Like it's all I aming and emailing people all day, or Twitter. yeah, or Twitter, instead of actually being on the ground talking to people, which is a lot more effective.
0: When you have that immediacy with people, it kind of creates the sense of, like, Internet famous, which, again, we were talking about before. Is that harmful? Does that delude the party scene, the people who are more or less Internet famous? I must
1: feel people with MySpace, there was more of that Internet famous than there My is Spaces, with Facebook, yeah. which was awesome, I thought.
0: <laughs> it was fun with MySpace. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: we did a lot of stuff with the Ministry of the Dynasty and, and
0: Chicago United podcast with that. But then you also end up with people having names. Like bite to break skin, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, you're right. Everyone would refer Everyone to each other nicknames, yeah, by their MySpace
2: names, yeah. So maybe that's why there were more personalities in the scene back then. Now that Facebook has completely taken over, you had to like be confined to those rules of Facebook. Yeah, and, you have to
0: have your real name and like.
2: Yeah, and then so like it translates to probably you know the party scene where the the lack of creativity that MySpace afforded by you
0: being able to create your own page, mm-hmm. despite the five hour loading time on some. People Page. <laughs> yeah. yeah when you're like oh my there were certain pages I couldn't go to because it would crash my Safari yeah. in your minds you know as promoters presenters DJs what kind of needs to happen to have a good party you know in 2010
2: man if I knew the answer to that question, I'd be throwing
1: <laughs> awesome parties though no, but uh I don't know I think for us we kind of want to take and we want to get it back to the music a little bit more sure personally I, um, I think that that needs to happen
0: not, not saying that towards you guys but in general yeah. I think it's moved away from being about the music
1: yeah
2: what we've been trying to do is just try to I guess the first step is you create a good party mm-hmm. where people will come no matter what and at that point you can start taking risk as the DJs and the acts you want to bring in because you already have the crowd instead of relying on an act to bring a crowd
0: similarly you know to throw a good party what do you need to avoid <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm I think, not trying I to put you guys them, on blast yeah. I'm just asking
1: like <laughs> with, with some of the loft parties I think out there there were a lot of Mistakes we made. (laughs) Like money and things like that. Just running a tighter ship.
2: Yeah. I mean, loft parties are a different animal than like club parties. They really are. I feel like... There's no order. I mean, I feel like... most of our parties have succeeded the ones that we really tried hard on and i think a lot of it just has to do with the amount of effort you put into it yeah like if you want a party to succeed it will but if you're just lazy you don't really care about it it's probably not going to do well so i think the biggest the main thing is just being motivated you got to like doing it if you don't like throwing parties then it's not going
0: to work out well i mean i think you guys got the motivation thing down obviously it's like like i said when i went to look at your your myspace to pull from like your dates and see what all you had going on i mean like i said it was like 30 dates We try. (laughs) (laughs) Plans for 2010? You know, looking beyond just the next couple
1: weeks and immediate dates. I think focus on a few bigger parties in Chicago. The Die Tonight party being one of them. Mm -hmm. Our 18-plus Delorean Nights party at Lincoln Hall. Oh, that's right, yeah. Get back into that. And then playing outside of Chicago more. What we've been talking about is like...
2: How much do we want to play in Chicago? Like, we could just throw endless parties forever here. But on the other end of the spectrum, of for Midnight Conspiracy, where, you know, we're going to be releasing a lot more remixes. We have those two that we already released, which I've done really well on the internet. But so we're going to release more of that and just try and get more exposure. Yeah, like at South me.
1: By, we meet people and they've been like, oh, I heard your remix of Esser on BBC Radio. And yeah, stuff I mean, that's like awesome. that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: or like, oh, yeah, that, that's all over Hy- or Hype Machine, you know? yeah
0: remix so and hype machine so important it seems more important now because people can put
1: it on twitter people don't buy cds in physical form anymore oh yeah That's I And mean, it's been for a while now, but just making that music available to download for people, just to get it out there. And then on the other end of that, there's Beatport, which we'll be releasing some stuff on, most likely. Yeah, future. that's another
0: good channel. I think that's a little more for the hardcore DJ crowd in the know, but yeah. Hype Machine is just kind of the, the general candy store that everybody on the internet kind of goes to. Which is great, because bands have
1: blown up just from being on Hype Machine.
0: Absolutely. A ton going on. Where can people keep up with everything you guys have happening? One of the best websites to hit? I'd say our MySpace
1: and our Facebook fan page. If you just go to midnight-conspiracy.com, it'll forward you there. Nice. Or you
2: just Google Midnight Conspiracy, you'll find a ton of goodies yeah. there.
1: Easy
0: enough.
2: I guess what we have coming up pretty soon that people should look out for is Crystal Castles is going on their tour pretty soon and they're going to release our remix for them. Nice. For the tour. We also have an editor's remix, which should be out soon. And also a remix we did of Lucky Date, who's also a Chicago guy, which is probably our most banging remix so far.
0: All right, cool. Well, everybody can hit Midnight-Conspiracy, check all the dates. Obviously, you kind of can't move in Chicago without hitting one of these parties. So I'm sure people will end up there if they're interested in the nightlife scene whatsoever. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, well, we'll see you guys out this week and next and beyond that. And thank you so much for coming up. Thanks for having us. Michael, it's nice to be able to finally do a podcast with you for yeah. the first time ever. <laughs> This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Michael Wing and Lewis Ka of Midnight Conspiracy and Members Only AV for being on the show this week. You can check out all the episodes of this podcast at ChicagoVersUnited.com, including interviews with members of The Audition, Hey Champ, Gemini Club, and a crazy shit ton more. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descent.